weird fight week for you where guys have been very out of character and weird things have happened here. <laughs> you think? So first, I, I hate to ask this question first, but can you clear up what the heck happened there with Rampage there in the cage at the, at the end? Who knows? I was walking out and then uh, there was this uh, big fat guy at the, <laughs> where the, the gate opens up and he's saying something like, you did that shit on purpose or whispering or whatever. And I finally got that out, understood that. And uh, then he's trying to fight me in there. So I didn't even know what was going on. You know, we went through the whole debacle of that, the, um, the non-eye poke or the nose poke. I've got a video too here in my pocket. But the, uh, then he just comes at me and he starts saying, fuck you, all that kind of stuff. And so it is what it is, you know? So uh, um, walked back in the middle of the cage and said, let's go then, you know? And then he got held back by my dad, I think. And, uh, <laughs> and that was it. You beat Rampage a long time ago. You have I think I said that too. I was like, you want it again? <laughs> Obviously, it would be at super heavyweight. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You decided to revisit that fight at all? Sure, why not? It would be easier than the Congo fight. I don't know. Those dudes, are they come over and they, they push me at the, at the weigh-ins, you know, and his coach is saying, oh, it's just promotion, all this kind of stuff. And then... Uh, you know, then they do that shit in, in the cage. You know, we just fought. He comes in like, I, I did that on purpose. I went up, I was beating his ass and I did that on purpose so I can get out of there. No, you know, I was, uh, I was two minutes away from finishing him and he took the easy way out. And he knew it, I felt him. I felt him start dwindling and, and uh, you know, that was his shot, you know. I have a video here, I'll show it to you guys. I poked him in the nose and he goes like this in his eye so like it's unfortunate that happened you know that happened at all um and uh yeah so if, if since there now is some heat if bellator came back and said do you have any interest in running that back that one back what would you say to that yeah sure you know i'm open for everything we'll see there's a lot of interesting fights um you know that's what kind of sucks you know i i was like i said i felt like i was a couple minutes away from you know defending the heavyweight title and, and moving on, you know, with the win there. Instead, I get a no decision. You know, when I, I went out there and I, I dropped him with a jab, dropped him with two left hooks, you know, then dominated him on the ground. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, I I wouldn't be sitting up here and being uh, mean or whatever to, the, to these guys if they, you know, didn't pull the shit they did. And it is what it is. Well, I know it probably is up to your decision. Would you want to go back down to light heavyweight for your next one? Or are you willing to stay at this weight and, and there, go for the heavyweight? There's talks about going down to light heavyweight, um, you know, but there's a lot of uh, fights coming up, you know, barring what happens in, in those. And so, man, I'm happy wherever. Um, I feel like I owe it to the light heavyweight division to go defend that title, definitely. Um, but I'm having a lot of fun up at heavyweight. But at the same time, I want to keep both titles and uh, um, obviously, that has to be defended. I've done everything at Beltor's asked of, of me. It's not like I'm picking and choosing myself. So they tell me where to go, and I go. I'm sure this fight week's kind of left a weird taste in your mouth. So does, do you want to rush and get another fight back in just to get past this, or do you want to take some time off and then come Yeah, back? I don't know. I mean, part of me is like, all right, let's go next week or whatever. But, you know, at the same time, we put in a tough training camp. You know, it's a five-round heavyweight title defense. And then, you know, if, if I'm going back down to light heavyweight, I need a little bit of time. But... Um, yeah, it sucks. I, I've worked my ass off. You know, it's been a long time since January when I beat Fedor, won the Grand Prix, and then been working that whole time, put in a great camp, and then to have it happen like that, you know, and, and I think, 
you know, then, uh, you know, they're accusing me and, and this and that of being on purpose, you know, and just, uh, you know, being in the locker room and having people text me, seeing the replay on social media, you know, it's bullshit. You, uh, during the fight, you caught Congo with a big left, which kind of looked like the one that you hit Fedor, uh, Fedor with. Did you think during the fight uh, it's going to happen again or the same way? or does, does that I try not to think of it. You know, it's a, it's a weapon in my arsenal for, you know, for sure. I go out there and uh, I can set it up, and it's hard to see. Um, you know, I, I hit him with it once, and so went to it again a little later. Um, but the first punch I threw, the jab kind of rocked him a little bit, you know? So I felt like I was just getting the better of him everywhere, standing. Um, every punch I threw pretty much wobbled him a little bit. So um, I don't know. It just, it just sucks, you know? I don't, that felt like he took that away for the win away from me, you know? And, and I'll have to go back and really played in slow motion, you know, and if there was an eye poke there, you know, uh, sucks, I'm sorry, it was not intentional. But looking at that uh, video, you know, that I've seen, it was a poke in the nose and then he went for his eye. And I'll, I'll show you right now. <laughs> Let's gather around. And then look at his thumb, that's in the nose. Okay, right here. Yeah. Yeah. Right, in the nose, in the nose. No, any, all right. So once again, in right in the nose, and he's and holding his left eye. That's nowhere near the eye. Who's commentary? I don't know. That's a <laughs> shout out to Head Kick Audio on Twitter. I don't know who that is. Ryan, you've almost been like the perfect model of a very talented fighter that changes promotion. You seem very happy. You've been on fire. I mean, you have been obviously flawless since you've made the move. Is that, do you think, just an appreciation of, of you knowing that the promotion appreciates the talent? Like, you're, was it you finally getting your chance? Yeah, you know, it feels good. And obviously, you know, being experienced in more fights, it, uh, you know, it catches up with you. And, and I, I think my mentality since my last loss, it was, uh, it was like, all right, I'm going to have fun now. I'm going to enjoy it, you know. And then I fought two fights in UFC, and then I came over to Bellator, and I loved every second. You know, I uh, had a uh, just like a new outlook on MMA. You know, it was treated really well. Um, everybody here, you know, I call a friend, and, and it's, it's been awesome. And I, I love walking out there and representing Bellator and, and stepping in that cage every time. It's been a blast. Would you entertain running it back with Congo? Or is that just you passed that? I don't know. I would entertain it. I mean, uh, how the fight was going, you know, um, you know, going in there and feel it's always nice to go in there and feel somebody, you know, usually you're, it's one off fights, you know, and you kind of know in the rematch or whatever. But um, like I said, I, I was dominating every second of that fight. And if uh, wants to do it again, I definitely, definitely entertain that. So when, when the commission waves off the fight because he can't continue and, and it's deemed a, a no contest, I guess. Does it go through your mind like they might think I did it on purpose? They might try to DQ me? I mean, what do you think at that moment? Because it took like forever, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm an M MMA fan, but I'm not a huge fan where I know all the rules and all that. You know, I know the rules that keep me safe and what I need to do and whatnot, but even on some decisions, I'm like, what's a majority decision, you know? <laughs> but uh, the, uh, so I had no, no idea. So I went up and asked the ref. I'm like, what is, what is that? Is it no contest? And then what happens? You know, and then I asked Scott, um, you know, because that would have been some bullshit if, you know, um, if we go look back at the tape and there's absolutely nothing. And then, you know, I get 
stripped of the belt, you know, for that. So, like I said, we might go look back and there was something. Who knows? And if, if so be it, you know, then it is what it is. And, you know, sorry for the, for the unintentional eye poke. But, you know, there's a, you take your five minutes and go from there. And supposing you take a few months to uh, go back to 205, uh, like one guy who's in Bellator right now who you fought at 205 was uh, Machida. Mm -hmm. He's been fighting lighter, but I'm sure he will go back up. Yeah, I think, there's, I think there's talks about like a potential, couple potential matchups. Um, he's fighting Musasi. You see what happens there. And then, uh, um, uh, what, Nemkov fighting Cavallo. You know, there's some interesting matches going on there. Um, but they got to play out, you know. Um, but they're playing out soon, so you get to watch that and kind of kind of roll from there. Ryan, at a media day, I remember asking, like, what kind of statement you wanted to make against uh, Chet Congo and Deegan. And I remember you were saying that, you know, there are some people who feel you on the top headway. Unfortunately, this wasn't the result you wanted. This didn't play out how you wanted. But with the way you hurt Chet with those two left hooks and the way you took him down, do you feel, in a way, that's a statement that you're fighting these big guys and you can hurt them with punches like that. You can take them down to the ground. So do you feel that's somewhat of a statement you made? Yeah, you know, yeah, and I feel I'm just proving it to myself every time I go in there, too. Like, you know, I'm like, okay, how am I going to feel with a big dude like Mitrione, you know? And, and I feel great, and I feel stronger than everybody. I feel faster. I hit just as hard, if not harder, you know? And, uh, um, you know, I haven't been, I literally have not been punched in the face in four fights at heavyweight, you know? And so it's been fun, you know? And, uh, um, sorry, I forgot your question. The even though this wasn't the way you wanted Oh, yeah. I, I, I think people see that out there. You know, yeah, it ended in an, um, you know, uh, no contest, whatever, but what was happening out there before, you know, and then that was only just going to get worse for him. And then if I may also ask, Ryan, with all the success you've had in Bellator, does, does it seem a little surreal to you how fast you've achieved so much, you know, from going in the first fight, winning the lightweight title, successfully defending it, and then, you know, having such a perhaps, having such a successful and impactful run in the heavyweight Grand Prix, does it sometimes seem surreal to you, all the success? Uh, it does and it doesn't. I always thought I could, you know, if I had the opportunity, it's all about opportunity. If I have that, I, I believe I could, you know, grab that and run with it. And so that's what I was given over here with Bellator. I came over and I got to fight for the light heavyweight title, Madison Square Garden, won that, defended it, went to the Grand Prix, you know, and then uh, won that. And then, you know, uh, going into this fight, um, Believing in myself and having fun over here, and and uh, um, that's it, really. You know, I'm reinvigorated, and I feel like I'm in the prime of my my career, and mentally and physically. Um, let's just open it up. Anybody? Questions? I guess just to get right to it, do you want to run back to the main event? Um, you know, that's something I'll talk to my guys. I'm not sure. I mean, it was, you know, a little bit uneventful. But, um, you know, these things happen sometimes in, in this sport because of the open finger gloves. But whether we would run it back, um, that a lot depends on Ryan and his next step as far as fighting in the 205 or staying as a heavyweight. Ryan did say a few minutes ago that 
you know, he's done pretty much everything that uh, you guys have asked, him, have asked of him. If he wanted to defend his light heavyweight belt at this point, would you think, uh, you know, maybe kind of go with what he, the direction he wants to go? Yeah, I mean, we have some good fights for him in uh, light heavyweight as well. And I think there's some unfinished business. I'm sure he'd like to fight Machida again. And uh, there's Gegard. And, you know, we have um, a couple of fighters that are coming to my mind. And also the, the Ryzen champ. He, he expressed interest in fighting the Ryzen champ at some point. So, you know, if we work the deal out with Japan, maybe we could have him go to Japan and, and represent Bellator. So, but it's still up in the air. After the main event, when we see Rampage try to get in there and go after uh, your champ, what are your thoughts on that whole uh, incident? I mean, you know, it's um, I didn't I didn't even realize he was in the cage, and then all of a sudden I hear the ruckus, and until by the time I got to this, you know, into the cage, it was already died down. But you know, it's an emotional time. I mean, you know, that's his training mate, and people get very close when they start training together from the same gym, and I think that uh, you know that's what you saw. You saw a guy that had a lot of passion and defending his teammate. And, uh, you know, but uh, died down pretty quickly. Is he still on, under contract? Uh, Rampage? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he has, there's no ramifications for acting out. I mean, that's just, you guys just let it go? Or? You know, I mean, we'll go back and review the tape, but um, I, I actually was a little bit surprised. I had to do a double take. It's, you know, who, who's, who's up there barking? And I go, oh, my God, it's Rampage Jackson. I better get up there. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's, it, it happened, and, you know, we'll take a look at it. So. But hey, listen, no one was flying out of the cage, attacking other people, and True. not throwing darts, I'm just saying. So speaking of that, do you think that um, the kind of a deal that you think you could strike with Japan for Bader to go over to the defense, do you think a deal like that could ever be struck with the UFC somewhere? I'm not sure. I mean, listen, right now it's been a closed-door policy for many years. I mean, since the inception of the company in 93. Uh, but, um, you know, who knows what things, how things change in the future, you know? Mm -hmm. and he just showed all of us. What did you see? Um, I, I heard more than I saw, and I think that, you know, without the commentary, it might have been a little bit, you know, more interesting. <laughs> but uh, I'd, have to, I'd have to go watch it again and, and really look to see what happened. Because, honestly, from my, my point of view, I, I couldn't see uh, exactly, you know, if it was a clear eye poke or, or he poked him in the nose or, you know, I just, you know. But check, his eye looked a little bit, you know, swollen, and, and uh, it's unfortunate, but... I mean, like I said, these things happen sometimes. Can we get your thoughts on the uh, first round of the featherweight uh, Grand Prix? You know, um, what do you think of the the fights, and are there any fights that really stood out to you? Yeah, you know what? I mean, to me, I think, you know, these guys had a lot on the line, and um, you know, they they brought it. And you know, Bork's fight was to me was very very skillful, and I really had a good time watching you know him fight. It's very entertaining, and uh, you know, and then in three weeks uh, we have the fight in Los Angeles. And then um, we have the drawing show, which is going to really put together the eight fighters, the brackets, what months they'll fight, who will be on which side of the bracket. And that'll be uh, in L.A. Uh, on the night of the fight. So we're going to run four fights. And then uh, we'll have the, the drawing show. And then we'll end with the uh, Gegard Basasi uh, fighting Machida fight. So it's going to be a great night of you know uh, fights. And the tournament will continue. And uh, after L.A., we'll have our our eight finalists, or eight entries into the tournament. So how is the drawing thing going to work exactly? Is mm -hmm. it uh, just draw and then you buy a brand new lot? You know, I, I had, I had um, I, an idea, and uh, but my guys had a whole another idea, and so I'm going to let them run with it, and uh, it's going to be a little bit different. But uh, it's going to be very much like a, a show, like you would watch a, 
almost like a game show, it reminds me of a little bit. So uh, every fighter will be able to come up uh, and sit down and take a seat with his coach behind him. So the coach can you know, give them advice as to if this person picks here, then he could go here, he go there, when they want to fight. And uh, so there's, there's going to be uh, you know, a lot of similarity to what we used to do uh, with K1 in Japan. But there's going to be some twists to, to, to the story. And I'm, I'm excited to announce that, which we'll probably do uh, in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, 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 ba- the premise is like this. So you have eight fighters left, and everybody goes and, you know, in Japan they used to reach in, pick a ball, everybody had a number. Well, number one, please come up. And then against the wall, you'd have eight slots. So if Josh Gross picked number one, he could go to slot one, two, three, four. He has the first pick. It doesn't mean he has to be number one, but he could pick one through eight. So let's say he says, okay, I got banged up tonight. I want to go fight in slot eight, which means he'll probably fight in March of 2020 and then Dave you pick number you have number two so we ask number two please come up well you could go and you could say I want to fight Josh and take slot seven you could go pick any other slot in the th- and then same thing if I pick number three I could go fight Josh I could come fight you or you know so it's going to be really a strat there's gonna be strategy to this uh, as long as you're not the last person because then you just you just have to go where the empty <laughs> slot is at that point but um, You'd be surprised. I mean, it's it was it was uh, entertaining, and I think that it's 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 random in the sense that you don't know what number you're going to get, and then where you go, somebody might stand next to you that you don't want to fight, but they want to fight you, and and that's the luck of the draw. Scott, you're a Bay Area guy, you're a South Bay guy, you're a Warriors fan, just like like us. Any thoughts of going to San Francisco? Obviously, you have the new Chase Center uh, opening up. You mm-hmm. have Cal mm-hmm. Palace, you have Civic Center. Any thoughts of, of Bellator going to San Yeah, you know, but, you, you know, we're here at the SAP, and this has been the home of, you know, Strikeforce and Bellator. And, uh, you know, we, we've had that conversation, but uh, you definitely can't talk about that while you're in the SAP Center, can you? So. <laughs> as far as uh, locations uh, for the, uh, the guys who won tonight in the uh, featherweight uh, mm-hmm. tournament, mm-hmm. could you see maybe a Boric's uh, headline card in Hungary or maybe have Cavado headline in either Portugal or Ireland or something. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that something you guys think about? Well, the tournament will be in North America. And it, it will be in North America. Okay. It's a DAZN exclusive on, um, uh, and the first tournament fight will happen. Um, and what I mean by that is after the eight finalists are picked, they go in, they pick their, their you know, numbers, they go. But the very first date of the tournament Actual beginning will be uh, in Hawaii uh, in mid-December, so that will be the the very first fight, and then uh, we'll probably do uh, Los Angeles in January, but it'll be December, January, February, March, and so you know then we'll have a little bit of a break, and then we'll let the fighters rest, and then we'll go you know maybe June, and then September will be the finals. Okay, thank you guys. Damn that DJ made my day.